What's up? Welcome Howdy back. Howdy ho, Ranger Joe. <laughs> Howdy ho, Junior Rangers. <laughs> Welcome back to Watching Up. I'm your host, Rachel. And I'm Michelle. <laughs> <laughs> and we're back. Sipping tea and spilling tea. Got we both have tea. We both have our cuppas, a cup of tea. a little too hot. Oh, I burned myself. <laughs> oh, no. That's never good. A disaster. Yeah, I feel like everyone listening should, like, go treat yourself to a mid-afternoon cup of tea because there ain't nothing like it. We were raised with... The knowledge of the importance of a tea. <laughs> yeah, you know, like I had, I had like uh, abandoned my British roots for a little bit there, and I didn't have tea time. I think it's like harder, obviously, when you're like in the office. But now that yeah. I'm home, once four p.m. rolls around, I need a, a pick, me, pick up. me up. Yeah, especially yeah. today, it's like very rainy and gloomy in Austin. So same here. When you it's texted, been like this for days. Yeah, it's been a few I days. I think it's affecting me <laughs> mentally. <laughs> I'm struggling mentally. Yeah, but yeah. I actually have kind of been struggling <laughs> mentally the past talk about it weeks. I ugh, it's just been like work has been so busy and like I don't know it's good to be busy at work but this was like past the point of like just filling my day it was like mm -hmm. I was working it felt like I didn't stop working for like a week straight mm -hmm. um and I had to work on Saturday which is lame um and Never I've just been fun. like yeah, I've just been like out of my routine and I didn't I didn't even make it to the grocery store last week. I like didn't work out at all last week and like those are I'm just like I thrive off a of routine especially like during the work day. Mm -hmm. And so since I couldn't cook and I couldn't work out, I just feel like been off all kilter. Out of whack. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I feel yeah. I think the same with me. I don't I don't thrive off of routine necessarily uh but I do like working out and getting endorphins and I feel like that's really important for me and I haven't really been able to do that since I got hurt so I feel yeah. like it's finally catching up with me totally um, so it I'm makes like, it makes a big difference y'all unfortunately <laughs> unfortunately mm -hmm. working out is good unfortunately for, you. <laughs> for lazy girls <laughs> Yeah. Working out makes you feel great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Ugh, I don't know. But that's literally all that I've been up to is just working. But there's finally light at the end of the tunnel. After this week, I get some time off. So <laughs> that's going to be nice. Yeah. For uh, It's strange that you say that because work has been pretty crazy for me, too, over the last week. And I don't see a light at the end of the tunnel. But uh -oh. um, I'll have a day off on my birthday in a month. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so wow. that's great. <laughs> it is like almost exactly a month away. Horus season is approaching. Us. Yeah, approaching. <laughs> <laughs> approaching. We just have to get through Aries season. Ugh. <laughs> Yuck uh -oh. is right. Am I right, girls? <laughs> I don't think I know any Aries. Well, <laughs> what else have you been up to? What Did you do anything over the weekend? Um, I attended a dog's birthday party. Oh, 
she it was her sweet 16 <laughs> oh she's so an old cute. girl yeah she's um she's getting up there so <laughs> this might be her last hurrah Aww. um but yeah it's my friend's dog lily she had a little party for her and we drank mimosas and ate cake and had a great time <laughs> I bet Lily enjoyed herself. <laughs> she did. She got a like cupcake and it was so funny. Um, she had her in like um, a little stroller uh-huh. <laughs> and she brought this cupcake and her face just like lit up oh. <laughs> when she saw the cupcake. <laughs> it was really cute. The most excited she's been in a wee- a while. That's so cute. Mm-hmm. I think anytime she gets like food. Like people food. Just any, I, th- I think it was a dog cupcake, probably, but she just is, she's very grateful. Oh, that's sweet. <laughs> and what it. else? I went to the mall to make a return. Meet me at the mall. And Sunday, what did we do Sunday? I don't think I did anything. Yeah. I can't remember. Oh, I did something big on Sunday. What did you do? I took my Christmas tree down. Oh my gosh, it was still up? <laughs> yeah. Wow. If that She's gives you any spirit. <laughs> gives you any indication of how my life has been going. <laughs> uh. That's she's funny. she's got undiagnosed ADHD, I think. Probably a few <laughs> undiagnosed mental things going on, but I tend to You know what? I'm, I'm avoidant. <laughs> Christmas is year round in my it's mind. Year round. It felt it did feel good to finally get it down though because it's kind of been looming over me for a while literally (laughs) yeah literally (laughs) the tree is looming um yeah I love taking my Christmas decorations down I feel like I do it almost right after New Year's just because I'm like sick of looking at them Mm -hmm. at that point (laughs) and it always feels like just clean again I feel like like when you put them up you don't you're not like this is messy but then when you when you take them down you're like ah cleanliness (laughs) It feels clean. Yeah. I feel my living room just feels empty now. (laughs) So, (laughs) but yeah. So should we jump into what we've been watching lately? I think. Sure, let's do it. You've been doing a bit more watching than I've been doing. So I want you to start. So last weekend, me and my husband binged the show Swarm that dropped on Amazon Prime. Um, let me look up the deets because I don't want to say anything. I feel like I've said so many things wrong on this podcast. Um, it's co-created by Donald Glover and Janine Neighbors. Oh, and I love Donald. Donald Glover directed the first episode but it wasn't it's not like in Atlanta where I think he's like super involved in the whole creation process or the whole like making of process um it stars Dominique Fishback it has Damson Idris Chloe Bailey Billie Eilish and a cameo from Paris Jackson Mm -hmm. and basically it's just about this It's about this girl that is a basically a Beyonce super fan. In the show, it's 
not Beyonce, it's a different pop star, but they don't hide the fact that it's supposed to be Beyonce. Like there's so many things that happen that actually happened in real life. So you're like, oh, this is Beyonce. Mm -hmm. So she's just this girl with a lot of like trauma and issues, but she's a huge like stan of this pop star basically. And her and her friend are actually both. And then I don't know. I don't want to like give away what happens because it's yeah. the first episode. I, like by the end, I was like, oh, shit. Ooh. Like I was. So there's twists, twists and turns. Yeah, it's kind of scary. Um, creepy vibes. Yeah. But it was really good. We, it's only seven episodes and we binged it over like Saturday night and no, wait, Friday night and Saturday night. Nice. And do you think yeah, it's too really scary for me? That's probably know. a yes. <laughs> I don't think, think so. It. Like, do you do like serial killer things scare you? Sometimes that that's kind of a new thing. Like they didn't used to scare me, but recently they have been. So I don't it's know. It's very violent. I'll just say that. Okay. Violence doesn't usually scare me. But she's also like unhinged. And yeah just a psycho <laughs> so maybe i'll just like watch a trailer watch the or first episode and see if you get scared because it doesn't i wouldn't say it gets worse but it's just you don't really know what's coming i guess yeah and it's i think it's only a one i don't think there will be a second season or okay. in my opinion i don't think there needs to be yeah um so it might just be like a one-off, but we really enjoyed it. Nice. And yeah, it was I different. Saw, I saw that uh, Malia Obama like co-wrote one of the episodes. She did? Yeah. Isn't oh, that cool? I didn't cool? see that. That's cool. Yeah, there's a lot of people in it that kind of like there's a reason that they cast specific people in the show, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um. So. It's kind of like I thought meta. it was pretty... Yeah, it's very meta, like very, like even on the episodes, they have a, a title card that's like anything that it like relates to something in real life is purposeful or something like that. Mm -hmm. Like this okay. is like a true story or whatever. It's not a true story, but um, just like the things that happen, it's it's supposed to be. Yeah. Like, this person is supposed to be Beyonce, basically, okay. is what it's saying. Um, but I also thought I was like, after watching it, I was like, they should make one of these about a Taylor Swift fan because that would be even more psycho. <laughs> yeah, and more accurate, probably. <laughs> um, that sounds interesting, though. And I really love, I love Donald Glover as like a creative, mm -hmm. like a behind, I guess, like things that he makes himself. I've always yeah. been really intrigued by, so mm -hmm. that's cool. Yeah. Well, fun. Maybe I'll look into braving the wilderness. <laughs> Watch the first episode and let me know what you think. Okay, I will. Um, well, I finally did some catching up on the abomination that is this season of The Bachelor. <laughs> did you watch last night? Yes. Okay. Did you? Yeah. <laughs> Let's get into it. Let's get <laughs> we into must. it. So we didn't talk about Women Tell All last week because we recorded before it had aired. Um, mm -hmm. But that happened. And mm -hmm. um, I guess the most 
notable thing that came out of it was the announcement of Charity as the next Bachelorette. I knew it. Yeah. <laughs> I think I as soon as she was start. as soon as she was eliminated, everyone was like, well, she's gonna be the Bachelorette. Yeah. Um but I knew that I said from the beginning, I was like, she's gonna go far. And mm-hmm. she's I'm I'm excited for her. I mean, I hope the only thing that I'm not quite like sure about is I don't know. I want to see like a a fun crazy side to her or something <laughs> like. Yeah, I don't know if we'll get that, but she's <laughs> she's adorable. She's, she's really sweet, sweet yeah. but I yeah, don't know. I don't know if pure sweetness is Good a television. recipe for exciting television. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but yeah, we'll we see. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah, um, but yeah, I'm excited. I. Um, I'm trying to think of what else the big takeaways from Women Tell All was. I thought that more than ever, I could just notice people trying to... Audition. Audition for... Yeah. Yeah, Paradise. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say. Like, there was, like, somebody that got kicked off night one that was, like, yelling. And I was like, you weren't <laughs> even involved in any of the drama. Yeah. Um, but... One thing, yeah, on that note, like one thing I wrote down that was interesting was the fact that Jess got the hot seat and, Mm -hmm. you know, when you, when people like sit in the hot seat, they always get like kind of a a playback of a montage of like Mm -hmm. their relationship with the lead. Right. And I was like, I don't really know if this was earned because they didn't really have a relationship at all. I think it was just the fact that she was... got sent home in such a fashion, but still mm. it just like speaks to the amount, like the lack of connection that he's had with people, I feel like. Right. And I think more than ever, they pay a lot of attention to what garners a reaction from fans, I guess. Um, and when she got sent home and their conversation was so weird and he was just very dismissive, I feel like, of her feelings. Yeah. And then I think there was a lot of backlash on online about it. Mm-hmm. So I think they put two and two together and be like, this person is somebody that the audience connects with or has some sort of affinity for or yeah. like we can we can turn into somebody right. and in I another think, show. And the reason I brought it up is I think that she knew that and she mm-hmm. was kind of giving off like, I could possibly be the next Bachelorette, like, vibes mm-hmm. during her yeah. interview. So yeah. that's something that kind of stuck out to me, too, is just, like, the amount of people that were really just putting on a show, kind of. Right. Um, but I learned that Mercedes, who we didn't really see a lot of during the season, she seems like she's cool as shit. Like, she was the one they showed twerking, like, teaching people how to twerk. Oh, yeah, she was fun. I was mm-hmm. like, she seems like a fun gal. <laughs> yeah, I think my favorite part was like the outtakes or the bloopers. Yeah. Um, which I always enjoy seeing because it just shows more personality. And I'm I just feel like it would be more fun to watch if they would weave yeah, like, some give of that us into more the of that. show. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, that's I feel like that's a com- complaint I have every season where it's just mm-hmm. like, why don't you show us a- apart from like the end tags of every episode, like show us more of this. Um mm-hmm. Let us connect with these people for who they are. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, obviously, the other thing that happened at Women Tall was 
uh, Greer mm-hmm. was able to kind of say her piece regarding her blackface scandal, her yeah, I was defending blackface even, scandal. <laughs> I was shocked they even addressed it. I know, because they never do. And they even yeah. said that. Yeah. So that was yeah, pretty I thought, interesting. Yeah, I thought I, I was like, at least they're saying something about it and like had somebody there that actually knows what they're talking about to yeah. like lead a discussion and actually have an apology where she acknowledges what happened bluntly. Like, I was like, okay, at least this is better than I feel like anything I've ever seen them try to do before. And she, like, named it. Like, she was, she owned up to the fact that it was racist what she did, which Mm -hmm. I feel like is, that has not happened before. (laughs) Like, usually Mm -mm. if they address it at all, it's kind of like, sorry, but, like, they don't actually own what exactly it was that they did. So, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, good for her. She was clearly nervous, which is understandable. Like, you know, I would be too in that situation, but Right. Um but yeah, I think that for what for what she could do to rectify it, I feel like she did a pretty good job. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. What else? Oh, my favorite part was when um uh, Zach didn't know what mold wine was. Yeah. He's stupid. <laughs> he was like, mold wine sounds disgusting, but it's actually delicious. He's I was like, like, is he saying mold? Yeah. He's like, you guys, I know it sounds gross. <laughs> Everyone else is like, we literally all know what it is. And you're saying the wrong word. <laughs> Yeah, that was my favorite part. And then his face when they were like, you know, it's not mold, right? He was like, he was like, oh, what? <laughs> so dumb. That actually made me like him a little more. But <laughs> yeah. Obviously, they don't show more of that side. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty funny. Um, yeah, I think all the, the bloopers were pretty good this time around. Yeah. Um, okay, should we get into sex week? <laughs> oh, my God. This was... Sure. Horrifying. I was baffled. I was literally baffled at what was going on and why he was doing any of this. It made no sense. Stupefying. I was gobsmacked, honestly. <laughs> Astonished. No, I was like, if anyone wants to know the worst way to handle this, watch this it's guy do it. It's almost like they're taking this non-issue and making it into something to make them seem like good guys but in the end they just seem cruel (laughs) because okay so basically what happened was he starts the episode like going into fantasy sweets week talking to jesse palmer and saying that i'm gonna give myself these parameters that i'm not gonna have sex with anybody in the fantasy suites which which, is your first first mistake you don't like, have to why say do you it. Have, yeah, why do you have to tell us like what you're gonna do and not gonna do? Like, don't set your yourself up for failure exactly. like that. Yeah. And he was like, after talking to Sean Lowe, and I was like, oh I, my god. As soon as he like started talking about that, I was like, he's gonna bring up Sean Lowe because he's weirdly been such like a constant presence in this season. <laughs> yeah, I think they were like 
trying to do something there because I I remember a lot of chatter before this season started about people thinking that Sean was like the last good bachelor or something like that or just like the last like person that they enjoyed watching on the bachelor before it yeah. got like more like I don't know sexual or something yeah. I don't know the, I did the, like his season and I, I like mostly because of Catherine <laughs> right I like Sean and I liked his season but I think there's a lot of people that are part of the Bachelor viewership that are very, like, old school. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Puritanical views. Yeah. And um, so, I don't know, just trying to bring back that sense of, like, oh, nothing went on in the fantasy suites. It's just... It's dumb. Like, I don't know how else to describe it. Like, it's fine it's if he dumb. doesn't want to. No, totally. But you don't have to talk about That's it. That's the thing is, like, to- I could literally care less what you actually do in the fantasy space. Right. Like, but- I don't think anybody cares. Like, yeah, there's going to be, you know, maybe the assumption or, like, swirling rumors. But, like, we don't mm-hmm. care. We don't have to know whether you planned on having sex or not. Right. <laughs> like- and so, basically, he... Went on his date with Ariel, didn't have sex with her. Then he went on his date with Gabby and did have sex with her. And then immediately, like, talked about it the next day to Immediately. Camera. Like, as soon as he left her, he was like, I did it. And she and didn't like, know that yeah, he was going to tell America. She didn't know America. that he was going to talk about <laughs> it. And then he's like, well, in order to be very transparent now, I have to tell Katie on our date that I had sex in the fantasy suite with he didn't actually tell her it was Gabby but she knew and I I, I, would, I was just like in my head I was like you don't have to do any of this you don't why have are to. you why are you setting yourself up for this nobody because asked for this like in my in my perspective if I'm one of the girls and I'm the final three and it's fantasy suites like you know what may or may not happen yeah. like you know you know like that's where you are in the process and you know that's what you signed up for not that not that I'm saying you're not allowed to be like have feelings about it because obviously that's human but like she said when he told her she was like I didn't need to know that yeah like I didn't need you to come and like tell me in like plain words that like she was like I can draw my own conclusions but I don't need (laughs) you to like confirm it and especially if you're really are trying to live in the moment and kind of just focus on your relationship and then he's bringing news from another relationship into like your date. Yeah. It was so funny. They were sitting in like the middle of a swamp with like <laughs> rain on them. It looked like they were in um, the Emperor's New Groove when the <laughs> rain is like. Yeah. <laughs> he's it like was in like the middle of a lake. They were like knees deep in water, like sitting on a bench and in there the was, trees. Like, flies, and she was like very uncomfortable. <laughs> comfortable obviously to begin with and then like he was dropping a bomb on her I was like they literally hate it's just like what and she kept saying it too it's like what did you expect her reaction to be like right where did you think this was gonna go right it's not like she would be like oh thank you for telling me now let's have our own fantasy suite date like he was like digging himself out of a grave (laughs) of his own making because I'm like you didn't have to do any of this you didn't have to say you weren't gonna have sex and then do it and then feel like you had to tell everybody it was just so dumb yeah (sighs) just so baffling I I was just like the whole time I was like why are you doing any of this (laughs) I'm trying to understand because I feel like they must have somehow 
convinced him to say this. I thought about that too. I think they they knew going into it there probably wouldn't be enough drama because the girls they don't do the thing anymore where they put all the girls in one room. Like yeah. everyone hated that. Yeah. Like the girls actually get along on this season. Yeah. And like I think Zach's very like non-confrontational, obviously, because he literally sends anyone home that tries to start confrontation right so I think they were like we need to do something that will like shake it up a bit so I feel like there was some sort of obviously I feel like like they 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 made him do that somehow I don't know how but I feel like they they probably I feel like they probably like caught wind that he didn't want to have sex in the fantasy suites and they Mm. were like, you should talk about this like on the show. Like you should make this a whole thing. Um, That was my thought because otherwise I was like, yeah, like you said, there's really, there hasn't been like a real hook to the season, like a fence jump situation or anything like that. Mm -hmm. So they really were just digging for whatever they could find probably. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But... I mean, just <laughs> just a horrible way to handle things. <laughs> Terrible. And now and then he sent Ariel home, which now obviously I'm like, if you sent either one of the other ones home, you would look like an a hole. Yeah, I knew she was. And I mean, then, they didn't seem like they had any real connection beyond I mean, I physical. After their date, I was like, oh, he really, really likes her now, and so I was confused. Like, I don't know. I think that he was, like, horny for her, but (laughs) I don't think that they had anything really in common. Like, when it came down to it, like, I don't think he's going to want to, like, live in New York City with, like, she's too cool for him. Yeah, she would have been a cool bachelorette, too. Yeah, I I Um, really, really liked her. I really liked her, too. I mean, I'm not saying they were perfect for each other either, but I don't know, like, I feel like I can't. Like we've said this whole season, I can't really read where his head's at because if you had just shown me like that one date and not the other ones, I would have been like, oh, he picks her (laughs) because he was like so like excited (laughs) about her and like everything she was doing and saying and they were eating food and I was just like, okay, Um, I don't know. He's a weirdo. I think that I like I said, I just think she's like too cool for him. Um and she can do better, just like all I mean, of these gals can. can. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But um, I was... Okay, so on Gabby's date, she kind of had a little bit of a meltdown. Her insecurities were really coming through, and she was clearly, like, uncomfortable and stuff like that. Um, a lot of, like, relatable stuff. And so she kind of had a little bit of a meltdown. And uh, at that point, I was kind of shocked that he didn't, like, shut down <laughs> because yeah. that's what he's done in the past. Right. Um, well, I think he he's like, oh, I only have three left. I can't send Yeah, he was like, oh, anymore. and I really want to have sex with her. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know. Just a very confusing season for me personally. <laughs> yeah, I'm very perplexed and it seems like now going into the final week neither one of them like feel great yeah <laughs> about it so I'm just like okay exactly. we'll see what happens I still exactly. think he picks Katie I do too I think he wants the easiest path like the path of least resistance and yeah. she lives in Austin just like him <laughs> so <laughs> yeah it's like they're already there 
Um, but we'll see. I don't know. I don't know. After the whole ordeal he made about the having sex, it's just if he's like if he doesn't pick Gabby, that's gonna add a whole layer of like shittiness to it. So well, that's why I was like, okay, now after the after her date, when he went back to like talk to her and like tell her that he was gonna tell Katie what happened and then was like reassuring her and said that he's falling in love with her I was almost like oh is he going to go to the date with Katie and like just end it because he's picking Gabby Mm -hmm. that like I don't know that from that conversation they had I was yeah like oh okay so so what's going on and then he almost was like begging Katie to like stay yeah uh, <laughs> and so uh, i'm like okay why are you doing any of this he like, really is just like digging himself a grave like yeah. watching it back in either of their situations i'm sure like neither of them it, whoever he picks like wouldn't be happy with watching the other yeah how thing it unfold yeah. yeah so it's like which i think is what he was trying to avoid in the first place but he's (laughs) making it so much worse yeah we shall see i don't know i highly i don't see any chance of him lasting with whoever he picks i don't know we'll see i don't think he's like built deep enough connection with anybody at this point i mean they could maybe stay together and like work like work on it but at this point to get engaged i mean i say that at the end of every season though yeah it's pretty crazy <laughs> i know we'll see next week is the finale so we'll see what happens engagement in thailand mm-hmm. the dream um okay do you want to talk about normal people i can um i don't really have that much to say but i just i watched it it's old it came out in 2020 yeah um i wanted i'd i'd seen so many people talking about paul mescal online and like thirsting over him he's hot and I was just like well like he is but just looking at pictures of him I wasn't like oh my gosh like Mm -hmm. obsessed but now after watching it I get it you get Um, it (laughs) yeah he's very very like it's it's everything it's the accent it's everything yeah as far as the show goes I liked it Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I really didn't like Daisy Edgar Jones character. <laughs> I don't think. Yeah. Um, I mean, I understood her, I guess, at, to some extent, but I don't know. At the end, I, f- I feel like she was doing like a Zach and just making issues that weren't there. <laughs> yeah. And like, <laughs> I was like, at the end when he was like going to go to New York, I was like, why would you not go with him? Like, I she just didn't have anything going on super yeah. great in Ireland. She was like, I want to stay here. And I was like, why? Yeah, like your family sucks. <laughs> your <laughs> family sucks. Leave. You don't really have any friends. <laughs> you, like you guys are li- literally the only two people each other likes. Yeah. It, it just didn't make any sense to me. So I was like, okay, yeah. go to New York with your boyfriend for one year. Like what's the worst <laughs> that could happen? Like <laughs> For real? Oh my God, that's so funny i texted you that it was so funny that you were watching it because last week when we decided to do our watching up theme with like ireland and saint patty's day um i had considered assigning you like a couple episodes of normal people but for some reason i i just figured you had already seen it so i like threw that idea away but like literally that day you started watching it and i was like oh my gosh (laughs) 
Yeah, it had been something I'd wanted to watch. I just never had. Um, yeah. I, it was pretty sad. I mean, it wasn't like, it was just pretty depressing, I feel like. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's not like a happy show. It's very I watched sexual. It at, I watched, yeah, I mean, that's why people watched it. Yeah. But <laughs> I watched it like when it came out at like the height of the pandemic and... Paul Meskel, man. <laughs> I, I also mean, actually I read it. the book after I watched the show. Was um, it good? I honestly don't remember. I feel like maybe I liked the show more, but I honestly can't remember. <laughs> that yeah. time in my life feels so long ago. Yeah. Now I'm like, are people in Ireland just all depressed? Like everything yeah, I right? watch, I'm like, are you guys okay? <laughs> yeah. I mean, we'll talk about it later, but I feel like every <laughs> time I watch something about Ireland, it's just about how they want to get the fuck out of Ireland. <laughs> no. Yeah. I was going to, I was going to mention that when we do watching up too. Um, yeah. But. It's funny. I mean, it seems like a lovely place. I'm sure it's I know. Literally everyone's like, get me out of this hellhole. And then it's like the most beautiful, beautiful place countryside. <laughs> I'm like, okay. <laughs> yeah i'm like get me there asap I yeah go. i'm oh, like try living funny. in nebraska or something for a little bit and see how you yeah feel. <laughs> yeah for real uh it's funny to think about i mean we didn't talk about it much during oscar season just because i feel like he was so far out of the conversation but the fact that paul meskel got an oscar nomination like this kind of early in his career is pretty impressive mm -hmm. um like, I mean, I he was like, really good in the show. Like, I can't yeah. lie. I was very impressed with his performance. Um, and I still need to watch After Sun, but... Yeah, he's so good in After Sun. Like, mm -hmm. heartbreakingly good. And um, and I was thinking... I don't have, like, his filmography in front of me, but the only other film I've seen him in is The Lost Daughter that came out a couple of years ago. He, he had, like, that. a really, really, really small role. Oh, I did watch that, but I don't remember seeing him. He, like, worked well, at the resort she was staying at. I probably just didn't know who he was at that point. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I was like, is that the only other, like, feature film he's done before getting Oscar nominated? That's kind of crazy. And now he's going to be in Gladiator 2. Now he's going to be a star. You're a star, Now kid. I have to watch Gladiator <laughs> 1. <laughs> Uh, same <laughs> gladiator watching up <laughs> literally. literally all right well there have been some exciting announcements in the world of hollywood that came out uh, in the past couple days uh the first one being that jordan peele's fourth feature film is going to be coming out christmas day 2024 Hell which yeah. is very exciting the man is prolific i mean he, is. he hasn't He's stopped consistent. working he hasn't <laughs> stopped working since get out dropped yeah i feel and i think a it, lot of directors will take more of a break in between yeah. projects than he has but maybe he's used to just always working on something from his like sketch comedy days and stuff but um yeah it's kind of yeah kind of crazy how like back to back to back to back he's been. right he can mm -hmm. drop bangers on a consistent schedule yeah <laughs> um it says that it's opening a week after avatar 3 so <laughs> that'll be an exciting box office 
<laughs> I will not be seated. I will not be seated for that. I'll be seated a week later, potentially, if it's not too scary. <laughs> so it's dropping Christmas Day. Christmas yeah, Eve. Christmas Day, twenty twenty four. It's another. Do we think it's a horror? I don't know. That's what I was gonna ask you. Like, what do you have any like hopes and dreams for like what? Well, I'm just it trying is. to think of like, do horror movies get dropped on Christmas Day? <laughs> like, that's not like normal. Um, I think that Jordan Peele has the ability to do that at this point in his career. No yeah, matter what, yeah, it's more of an event. Is. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. So let's see. He's done like Get Out, which is like a psychological thriller horror. He's done Us, which is more like pure horror. Um, and then Nope was more action. Yeah, like adventure horror. It was still horror. It was still horror, but it was more like larger scale. I don't really know how to describe it, but more mainstream. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know what he would be doing next, a Christmas horror movie. But if it's Christmas themed, then I would think it would come out before Christmas, you know? Yeah. So I don't really think it's probably going to be Christmassy. I know. I don't think so either, but you never know. Um, I can't. You expect <laughs> me to read the mind of a genius. Exactly. <laughs> Who knows what he's thinking. <laughs> I would love to see him do some kind of like... Maybe like a serial killer story mm. or something like that. Yeah. Maybe like a Silence of the Lambs-esque. Um, what about an erotic thriller? That I'm always <laughs> down no, for. That is fun for the whole family <laughs> on Christmas me Day. Up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm always down for that. Um, yeah, the possibilities are endless. <laughs> a slasher? I guess he could do like a slasher. Mm-hmm. That could be fun. Yeah, I'm excited. Hopefully not too, or I guess later this year, hopefully we'll have some details as to what it's I don't know, though, because be. I feel like when Nope came out, you literally, we literally didn't know what it was, even like going yeah, into that's the theater. True. That's true. Um, so it might be, he might be keeping a secret again. Yeah. Anyways, um, you can cast me if you want to, Jordan. I wouldn't be opposed Jordan, to it. She's available. Have I know you listen to this podcast, Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> Have your people call her people, which are me. <laughs> Have your people email us at watchingupod at gmail.com that I monitor every week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, anything for the king. Um, so the next thing I noted down was uh, recent Oscar winners, Daniels, are going to be directing the new Star Wars show called Skeleton Crew, I think. So they're selling out. <laughs> Hell <laughs> just yeah. Kidding. <laughs> oh, Lord. I don't even know anything about Star Wars. I don't either. I literally I literally have never seen Star Wars. So. <laughs> I mean, I think I saw it when I was a kid. I've seen it. And but... then I've seen a couple of the ones that came out, like the movies that came out recently. Mm -hmm. I know my husband likes it, but he's not super like, I have to watch every show. Like we started watching The Mandalorian and I was just super confused about what was going on. <laughs> Because yeah. I don't understand, like, the world. I don't know anything. The Star Wars cinematic universe. <laughs> yeah. But good for them. Get that paycheck. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> 
I feel like this happened with Chloe Zhao where she immediately directed Eternals and it like totally flopped Mm -hmm. and she's kind of left the consciousness a little bit. So hopefully the same doesn't happen with them. I don't know. She'll be back. This almost seems like something that you do while you're working on. You know, one for us, yeah, one when it's for a them. show, it's a yeah. little different, but yeah, I'm sure they'll be back with something weird, yeah, one can only hope <laughs> um, maybe this Star Wars show will be weird, <laughs> maybe I won't be watching, but y'all can let me know how <laughs> it is um, and then the other thing that I just saw today was that a twenty four is coming out with a new movie starring Anne Hathaway and Michaela Cole. Mm-hmm. Um, directed I like by, the sound of that. Directed by David Lowry, who did The Green Knight. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's going to be about, it's called Mother Mary. And Anne Hathaway is playing like a fictional pop star. And Michaela Cole is like, I guess, like a famous fashion designer. And they mm-hmm. have like an affair together. So it's like about their relationship, I guess. Hell yeah. So I love it's going to be... Sounds like it's going to be pretty good. And the music is going to be by Jack Antonoff and Charlie XCX, (laughs) which sounds awesome. Yeah. (laughs) Boom, clap. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm excited for that. Um, I love Michaela Cole. I haven't seen her in a while. Yeah, that sounds good. I love Michaela Cole. Love, 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 love. And I love Anne Hathaway. Same. Um, And I loved The Green Knight, so... And we like my kind of shit. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, potential Oscar buzz there. We didn't talk about um, Quentin Tarantino announced his final movie. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I totally (laughs) forgot that news even dropped. (laughs) Apparently, it's going to be called The Movie Critic, and people are speculating it's about um, Pauline. I don't know her last Kale, name. Kale, yeah. Kale. And, um, and apparently, and I didn't know this about him, he has always wanted to retire at 60. And then, oh, I didn't know like, that either. write novels. Mm-hmm. Or novels or, like, literature about filmmaking. And, like, apparently he's, like, sticking to it. So he's saying this is his last movie. So we'll see if that's actually accurate. But Damn, that would be crazy if it is. Yeah, because he's, I guess he's 59 now, so. Yeah. (laughs) I know he's, like, yeah, he's been super into, like, writing. I know he, like, adapted Once Upon a Time in Hollywood into a novel, Mm -hmm. and so that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Uh, I mean, I'll be seated. (laughs) I saw this clip, I saw this clip of, like, a director's roundtable that they were doing, and he was there, and he was talking about how he, like, wants to retire at 60, and then, like, this is probably, like, five years ago or something, and, like, write novels and do other stuff, and then James Cameron's just sitting there, and he's like, I want to direct till I die. (laughs) (laughs) We know, James, we we get it. (laughs) do what you want (laughs) it does just feel I guess it's just kind of like you never really see that like somebody who's so prolific just kind of like choosing to stop like Mm -hmm. (laughs) especially when you feel like they have so much more they could do potentially Mm -hmm. um so I guess that's kind of the novelty of it but yeah we'll see we'll see if he can stick to his guns yeah we will see (laughs) but I mean the 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 movie sounds 
like obviously something I'd be interested in so no for sure (laughs) anytime I mean once upon a time in Hollywood is like one of my favorite movies of the last 10 years yeah yeah Um, I he has hits and misses for me like I love like I think we talked about this before I did I don't love Pulp Fiction which probably would get me kicked out of some places um (laughs) but I love Django Unchained I love Once Upon a Time in Hollywood I hated The Hateful Eight oh I didn't see that one did not like that (laughs) um Reservoir Dogs I was like uh okay um <laughs> I liked Kill Bill 1 and 2. Um, yeah. So yeah, I think I'm like half the time I'm on board. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, I think I'm more on board than not. Like I said I haven't seen The Hateful Eight, but I like I like Pulp Fiction and Reservoir Dogs probably equally if I, you know, in my memory. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like I said Django Unchained is up there for sure. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is just like top tier for me, like five mm-hmm. stars for oh, sure. Oh, and Inglorious Bastards too, I really like. Oh, I haven't seen that one in a while. Yeah. I need to rewatch it. I haven't that. either. I remember watching that. I think I was in college just like in my bedroom at my shared apartment like close mm-hmm. the door I need to watch this movie <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and being like whoa <laughs> I was like I hadn't seen Kill Bill until pretty recently mm-hmm. and Me either, both of me. them yeah and I remember I was watching Kill Bill 2 on mm-hmm. a plane like on my phone <laughs> mm-hmm. and um the guy next to me was like kind of just like kept trying to say stuff to me about the movie while I was watching it he was like, like oh this he was like oh this scene is so good he was like watching he's along like can with I have me. an earbud you're like no basically <laughs> it was kind of funny though I wasn't as annoyed with him as like I probably should have been but it's because I was he like was yeah fan. you can watch you can watch with me <laughs> yeah funny. no those movies were good they're so original mm-hmm. um, yeah and that, I mean that's the thing is like even when he's not original like when he's like doing his revisionist history movies kind of thing it's still so original <laughs> I don't know how to yeah. explain it like it's, it's so he's he's such an auteur like mm-hmm. and he's he has, so stylistically his own right yeah so say his style is unmistakable yeah love it well yeah love. I'm definitely gonna watch this especially if it's about Pauline Kale <laughs> that's gonna be interesting I read a while I didn't know who she was and I was reading some like Twitter threads and I there was a pull quote from something and I was like oh shoot <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah she like didn't hold any punches or yeah like, what's whatever the she was is. talking about somebody <laughs> being um a, a movie with that's had somebody playing blackface doing mm-hmm. blackface and she was saying that um a black person couldn't have played the role better i was oh like oh so she's a <laughs> she's a problematic lady. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it was yeah. it was pretty rough read i was like ooh. <laughs> This didn't age well. <laughs> no, not at all. Um, well, awesome. Well, do you feel like getting into watching up? Let's do it. Let's do it. So this <laughs> week we had our St. Patty's Day slash Ireland theme. Ode to the Irish. <laughs> Ode to the Irish. <laughs> <laughs> And I got to accent. watch. <laughs> I got to watch the ones uh, <laughs> the wonder which came out last year 
Spoiler alert for The Wonder <laughs> and Sing Street. Okay, so this is a film by Sebastian Lelio, and it stars Florence Pugh, Keela Lord Cassidy, Tom Burke. I guess they're kind of like the main three mm-hmm. in the movie. Um, and basically it's about like, so it takes place in 1862, like right after the Great Famine in Ireland. Mm-hmm. And... um we open with this interesting framing device, which I don't, I'm not sure if it fully worked for me, but we open with, um, oh, yeah. I guess a shot of like, it kind of looked like the behind the scenes of like a movie set, like a I modern day movie set. I was super confused when it started. I was like, <laughs> yeah. did I press the wrong movie? Yeah. Um, it's like we get a shot of like a modern day movie set. Um, think, and there's a narrator yeah. who, who is, um, she's also a character in the movie. Um, I don't know how to say her name, Nayam Algar. Um, but she's kind of uh, giving a narration about how we need stories and like, I can't remember exactly, but it was just like, yeah. we, we need stories and everyone has a story or something like that. And here's one. It was almost and like here- an opening to like a bedtime Shelley Bedtime stories. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so she was like, and in this story, we're in 1862. Mm-hmm. And then we go on like the camera pans to this set of like um a train car or a carriage or something like that traveling from England to Ireland um and Florence Pugh is on it and she is a nurse we find out she's a nurse traveling who's been called to Ireland to kind of keep watch of this young girl who has reportedly not eaten anything in four months and she's seemingly like in good health and everything so people in the town are kind of like is this an act of god like is she a chosen person like sent here for some reason um like what is going on and so basically florence Pugh has been called um along with a nun who are gonna kind of be doing tag team watching this girl around the clock so that they can be sure that nothing like that she's truly actually not eating anything and not um, you know, getting nourishment in any mm-hmm. way so that, you know, there's, I guess their theories can be proven basically. Um, so we find out a few things about Florence Pugh, like as the story goes on, like we find out that she has lost a child, um, in the past, like a very small child and her husband disappeared um and so basically she grows an attachment to this young girl that she's watching over and she finds out that prior to her being assigned to this position um basically the girl's mother had been coming into her room every morning and every night to kiss her good morning and good night and during that time she had been like spitting food into her mouth basically so Mm -hmm. that's kind of how she's been able to sustain herself Mm -hmm. Um, and so obviously it is not in fact an act of God, but since, since she's stopped doing that because there are people watching now, the girl is like slowly fading and going to die. And so we also find out that, um, the girl had had a brother who passed away and, um, trying to think of how to explain it. So basically it seems her brother had been sexually and emotionally kind of 
manipulative to her. Like, he was also a very young boy, but he, right? Like, he was young. He was older um, than her, I think. But he wasn't, yeah. like, how, like, how, I couldn't gauge, like, how old he was. Was he, like, a teenager? He was, like, 13, yeah. 13. So she explains to Florence Pugh, basically, he, um, he just was saying things like his love is so great for her. Like, they, she was under the impression that they were in love. Yeah. And, um... He had sexually molesting her. her yeah. He was molesting her. And so she was scared for his fate. This family is very, very religious. I just should say that because that informs a lot of like their reasoning for doing this. But they're very much like they pray at all hours of the day and like, you know, believe it in like, salvation me of the and all of that. Yeah, kind of like the kind of like that kind of yeah. um believing in like works to earn salvation and stuff like that um and so she when her brother died she was scared for his fate because she knew he was in hell because of the things he had done to her Mm -hmm. and so she took a vow to fast um so that he could be redeemed and go into heaven basically Mm -hmm. um and so she was saying things like he must be so close now like i've been fasting for so long and so basically that was like her moral reasoning for not wanting to eat and since Florence Pugh had become so attached to her she was like you have to eat like I'm not gonna just let you die obviously like her having lost a child in the past is very much like a factor in this Mm -hmm. um the fact that the famine had just happened is a factor like all of these people were dying um and she doesn't want to watch another person die when it can be avoided so she um, devises this plan basically to trick the girl into like since she's so she's basically like on the brink of death. She tricks her into thinking that she's died and then she's able to give her food and she eats it because she's like delusional. Um, and then she takes her away to like a forest or like a, a pond or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then she sets their house on fire and she convinces the people in the town that Um, the girl had died prior to the fire happening. And then when Florence Pugh realized she had died, she like, this is the story she told them. She was, she was frantic. And so she accidentally knocked over a lamp and that is what caused the fire. Mm -hmm. And so basically all evidence is gone as to whether this girl is actually dead or not. Mm -hmm. Um, And so she's able to take the girl. She basically gets away with kidnapping the girl and, kind of raising her as her own um and let's see did I leave anything important out I don't think so that was a good recap (laughs) so yeah I thought that um this was a very interesting movie like Mm -hmm. like I I keep saying this but like I really had no idea what it was about going into this besides like what you told me in the last episode um and it's obviously a very kind of uh timely story like it kind it definitely rang true to like what we've been going through with covid and like the religion versus like science kind of mentality (laughs) we've been having um people just kind of like belittling human life kind of like Mm. thinking of it more of as an experiment rather than Mm -hmm. something to be taken seriously and to be like do everything we can to avoid death Mm -hmm. (laughs) basically um so that definitely was like a theme that i noticed throughout the whole movie that too for sure um but yeah what what 
So you really liked this movie too? I liked it a lot. Um, I liked it probably more than I was reading reviews and I think I liked it a little more than other people did. I, I agree with the framing around like the soundstage and that part. I didn't really understand why they did that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so apart from that, I thought it was really good. And I thought the cinematography, especially at the end with the house on fire mm-hmm. was really cool and like effective yeah. and like haunting. Um, and yeah. I was glad that she got a second chance at life <laughs> away from... No, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> away from those crazy people yeah. who, like, did not give a shit about her. Yeah, and I thought um, Florence obviously was really, really good in it. Yeah. I think the main... the Florence and the main girl were really... both really good. Mm-hmm. Um, I did get a little bored <laughs> throughout it. Oh, uh, okay. I think it was just a little bit slow moving for me at times, but... um. I don't know. I've been finding a lot lately that the more I reflect on on movies and this like ties back into just like doing this podcast, it's like it gives us an opportunity to reflect a little more and Mm -hmm. like and watch things more through like a critical lens. And I feel like that's kind of um, I don't know. It makes things kind of in retrospect, like seem a lot more valuable if mm-hmm. that makes sense then yeah. maybe they would if I was just like watching them on a normal day mm-hmm. so um I gave it three stars but um but I did appreciate like its themes and uh its visuals at times and the performances yeah obviously well good I'm glad you liked it yeah Thank you for assigning it to me. And by the way, I'm pretty sure I only heard one person say the Wanda. The Wanda. I know, but I don't know why that was just stuck in my head for the longest time. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, I was assigned Sing Street from 2016, directed by John Carney, um, starring Ferdia Walsh Pilo. <laughs> I was, like, trying to figure out how to pronounce that, too. I was like, Fergia? Fergia? Lucy Boynton, Maria Doyle Kennedy, Aiden Gillen, Jack Rayner. Basically, the only person I recognized was Littlefinger from Game of Thrones was the dad. Um, Oh. (laughs) uh, And uh, it's... Here, I'll just read this. Boy Meets Girl, Girl Unimpressed, Boy Starts Band... A boy growing up in Dublin during the 1980s escapes his strained family life by starting a band to impress a mysterious girl he likes. Um, This was really cute. I cannot tell a lie. I was very distracted during the first half of watching this. Um, But I think I got the gist. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And um, the music was really good. Um... The songs are so good. The songs were really good, especially like once they got to their gig at the school. Like I thought the band yeah, was really good. Yeah, that's the best good. part. Um, I thought it was funny that the basically at the beginning of the movie, the family has like financial issues. So they're like sending the boy to the Christian Brothers school, which I guess in Ireland is like cheaper than going to a public school. I don't know. Or maybe that is the public (laughs) school because it's like totally opposite here. Because I was like, this was like our school, basically, that our parents paid out the butt for us to go to. So um, so I I related to 
the Christian Brothers School. <laughs> um, the private school. The private, yeah. Um, and yeah, it was cute. I didn't, I didn't give it stars because I um, couldn't pay attention very well at the beginning. I saw, I liked the end though, but then I was like, because at the end they like go away on a boat to go to England and yeah get the fuck like, out of ireland sail- like, yeah that was one of the things they kept saying they're like get me out of this hellhole and they literally live in dublin and i'm like okay it seems looks like cool, a pretty bro. seems like a pretty big city in ireland but okay um and they like go off into the ocean on this like tiny little dinghy and you can already tell when they're like taking off that the like waves are really big and i'm like are they gonna die on this boat like I honestly don't know if they made it (laughs) I think that there's I think that there's a theory that they actually died during you know when the when the large boat comes across like Mm -hmm. they died they actually died during that part and that's so I did rewatch it but like you I was like very I was doing a lot of other things but I wanted it to be like I hadn't seen it in a while so Mm -hmm. I wanted it to be fresher in my mind um, but on this rewatch, I, it kind of stuck out to me kind of how fantastical I feel like it was. Like, I feel like a lot of it, like there's the very obvious like fantasy scene during the prom, um, when they're singing drive it like you stole it. Um, but I also got the vibe that a lot of it was a little bit, not what it seemed like it felt like, um, just because this band is like so much better than they should be and like their videos are actually kind of cool and it felt more like you're seeing it through the mind of like the actual kids like it seems really cool to them at the time but if they looked back on it they'd probably be like what the hell are we doing like that kind of thing yeah so that it kind of read to me that way this time on watching it which it hadn't before um so I thought that was interesting I didn't pick up on that but that's probably because I was distracted (laughs) um but yeah yeah, I love the accents and the 80s and the makeup and the all of it all of that yeah part did you like the characters yeah I really liked the older brother I think he was my favorite character he's the one from Midsommar Midsummer. Oh yeah. I didn't I didn't put that together, but I was like, he does look familiar. He's a good actor. Yeah. Um, his wig was bothering me though. <laughs> yeah, his wig was a little <laughs> bit like um and then the girl was the girl from something? Was she from She was from Bohemian Rhapsody. I was gonna say Bohemian Rhapsody. She was his girlfriend, right? Yeah. And I think are they still dating in real life? Rami Malik and her? I don't know. I know they used to date. Um, but yeah, I didn't remember that it was her until I rewatched it this well, time. Well, she doesn't either. look like her until like she takes all of her makeup off and her hair down and everything. <laughs> then I was like, oh, it's that girl. Um, but yeah, it I was find it kind out. of funny. I find it kind of funny that this director, John Carney, like has really found a niche with these movies that he makes like Mm -hmm. this movie and once and then did you ever see that movie begin again yeah with uh kira knightley Mm -hmm. it's like all the same yeah it's all the same movie basically yeah (laughs) i think that's i read one of the film critics we like david ehrlich his review was like how many times can you do the same thing? <laughs> like he's mm-hmm. like trying to recapture because I think once was the first one and he won an Oscar obviously for that or like the song did. And then mm-hmm. 
he's like, how many times can you try the same yeah. thing like without it becoming repetitive or whatever? But yeah, I know I a lot of actually... people, I was reading a lot of people's reviews and it's like their comfort movie. Um, mm-hmm. It's a good comfort movie. It's, yeah. I feel like it is kind of like a very Rachel movie. Like I'm a sucker for these kinds of movies. Um, and I think a lot of people are. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah. It makes sense that I like it yeah, more than no, you do. Yeah, it, it reminded me of you for sure. Full show. I do just really appreciate a good fictional song, like, quote unquote, like, fictional. Right, like a song that written actually for a band that is only exists in a is, movie. <laughs> right. That actually, like, goes so hard. Yeah. And there are a few in this movie. No, the songs are good. Um, like, I... I would need to go back and listen to them, but I liked the one about the brown shoes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the with the father. Yeah, whatever. That was my favorite part. I think. <laughs> that guy sucks. He did suck. <laughs> That's something that I also liked about the main kid is that he was like I don't know he he was like the wallflower type, but he wasn't like so insufferable. He was kind of like a badass at the same time. Like he didn't care what anyone thought about like what he was wearing or like how he was styling himself mm-hmm. um i liked that about him yeah it was cute Twas i liked cute. it all right well we are going to go into our watching up assignments <laughs> and this week we just decided to um take a peek at each other's watch lists on letterboxd and just pick a movie from there yeah. So do you want to go first? Okay. So mine was like harder because I think there was only like three movies on there that I've seen that you haven't. <laughs> so um, I can't really decide. Let's see. Okay. So the three ones on your watch list that I've seen that you haven't are um, Turning Red, um, mm-hmm. uh, Emily, Emily the Criminal, and I think there's actually two more. Um, oh, She Said, The Menu, and mm. Deep Water. Ooh. So I'm between The Menu and Deep Water. One, The okay. Menu, I don't know if it will scare you too much. I don't think so. Is it just violence? Kind of. Yeah, I don't think it would. Um, but also Deep Water, I'm just curious about your opinion because I watched that yeah. and I actually kind of liked it and I think it got shit on a lot. So I have been wanting to watch that. Okay, well, stick with our discussion on erotic thrillers erotic and you can thrillers, watch yeah. Deep Water on Hulu. Yeah, a dead art. So I appreciate somebody trying to revive it yeah and it's and it's adrian line right mm-hmm. so he's like the he's the like king. the erotic thriller guy yeah um and it's got ben cool. affleck and anna de armas and some snails <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's like a time capsule of that period in time when they were dating yeah that's yeah. funny awesome well so, i'm excited to watch that i've been wanting to yeah that's from what year 2022 last year okay for some reason i thought that it came out in like 2020 i don't know why time 2022 that's what it says i guess that's well that seems yeah i would have thought 2021 interesting time is 
a vortex. <laughs> um, okay, so when I looked at your watch list, as soon as I saw this movie, I was like, okay, you have to watch this. What? <laughs> Don't say Citizen <laughs> Kane. <laughs> <laughs> no. It's criminal that you haven't seen Taxi Driver. Yeah. So you're going to be watching The Driver of Taxis. Oh, good. Maybe I can get <laughs> my husband to watch this one. Yeah. With me. I'm interested to know what you think. Oh, um, I'll tell you what I think. Do you know what it's about? A taxi driver. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Played by Robert De Niro, and he's crazy. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> that sum it up? <laughs> yeah. Um, this is actually the last paper I ever wrote in like my whole schooling career was about taxi driver. And I have no idea what I even wrote. But well, you better bring it next week to read it on the pod. <laughs> I'll do that. No, it's been a long time since I graduated college. <laughs> You're like, in this paper, I will discuss my taxi driver. <laughs> what if I find it? I'm pretty sure I got an A on it. So. <laughs> I mean, uh, They're like, it's your last paper. I'm going to cut you a break. I didn't even read this A. <laughs> <laughs> me as a teacher tldr <laughs> tldr a plus enjoy your life <laughs> yeah awesome so that'll be fun i feel like those are two kind of like crazy movies <laughs> yeah yeah awesome well i want everyone to know that they can follow us and leave us a review Mm -hmm. On your preferred podcast platform. Only if it's five um, stars, though. Yeah, only if it's five stars. If Do it's not, not say anything mean about us. Yeah, if it's not, <laughs> email us and tell us what we should fix and we'll work on it. Yeah. Because we're just getting started. Yeah, leave it at, leave it in a, a private forum because <laughs> um, you can also follow us on Instagram at watchinguppod and like all of our posts. Yes. Yes. Anything yes. else to add? Um, I think that we should (laughs) long live Ireland. Everyone stop trying to leave there. It looks beautiful. Yeah, why don't you stay and invest in your country and make it better? (laughs) I was going to say we should, I kind of want to present to the class. um, What if we call our listeners saints of mediocrity? Ooh, I like it. Let's do it. Just something to chew on. We'll we'll, we'll spitball, but I like it. Yeah. Okay, awesome. Well, I hope all the saints of mediocrity will be back next week to hear all (laughs) of the news. I know I will. (laughs) All of the hard-hitting news that comes about within the next week. So thanks, y'all, for listening, and we will see you next time. Bye. Bye. No, no, that's all I have to say. Thank you.